Welcome to the Weights and Wine Podcast. This is a podcast for all the girlies who love to lift super heavy weights, eat their body weight and protein, get their steps in, and also eat mozzarella sticks, fried calamari, and take some tequila shots over the weekend. If this sounds like you and you are a fit girlie who loves balance, then you're in the right place. I'm your host, Nedaveda. Let's get into this episode. One of my favorite things about being an adult is that it's not even 9.30 a.m. in the morning on a Wednesday, and I just had some chicken cilantro wontons. Yeah, they're wontons. They're the ones from Trader Joe's, but I can't remember if they're wontons or dumplings, but I'm pretty sure they're wontons. Anyway, no one can tell me I can't have those for breakfast because they're not only delicious, but the macros are on point. I think I just had eight and there's six grams of protein, one gram of fat and like eight grams of carbs. So like, hello, perfect little mid-morning snack. And also I can have ice cream whenever I want because again, I'm an adult. Anyway, welcome to the Weights to My podcast. I'm your host, Nedaveda. I'm excited about this episode, but actually talking about my Trader Joe's snacks, I feel like there's such potential for an episode of just like ways to sneak in protein because like that's one of the hardest things right one of the hardest things about getting into the whole like health and fitness and being a fit girly and all that jazz is that like eating protein is so important and not only protein like adequate protein is so important but it's also so hard and i'm not gonna sit here and tell you it's easy i literally tell you it's hard every single episode especially when you don't want to do like shakes or Okay, I need to stop saying like and these like filler words. I'm really trying here. Um, um is included too. Anyway. Oh, okay. Anyways included too. I'm gonna stop trying to use these filler words and just like get to the gist of this episode because I'll hear it back and I think, wow, I could have just easily condensed all of that into maybe two sentences. Moving on to reiterate. <laughs> Sneaking in protein is probably the key to reaching your protein goal because it's going to be a lot more difficult to keep eating those like six to eight ounces of like chicken for every meal. Whereas if you found ways to sneak in protein, like if you make a dip or a sauce with like blended up cottage cheese, which I know sounds gross, but I've been blending my cottage cheese and adding it to everything for years and everyone made fun of me and now it's trending. And I'm like, wow, I should have just kept posting that cottage cheese video. I think I posted like one or two and it got no traction. And I'm like, well, now it's everyone's doing it on TikTok. So whatever. One day the algorithm will be in my favor. But until then, it's fine. But sneaking in your protein really is key. And I am actually going to add that to my episode idea list because I just thought of that. And honestly, I have a lot of good thoughts because I'm a secret genius. <laughs> sneaking in protein. Okay. So today's episode is called Neat is Neat. And I am excited for this episode. Similarly to sneaking in protein to help us reach our protein goals, getting some extra neat in can also help you reach your health and fitness goals. Now, what is neat? Because you've probably heard people talking about it on the internet and on the internet. <laughs> Because where else do people get their information from nowadays? Like, let's be real. Um, NEAT is an acronym for non-exercise activity thermogenesis. So basically, it's 
the energy we use for non-exercise specific things. So it's pretty much all the calories you burn without doing like intentional exercise. Um, the exact definition is that it's the energy that is expended for everything we do that is not sleeping, eating, or sports like exercise. And there is some science behind this. This, they mentioned these three things because those three things, the sleeping, eating, and exercise, I'm sorry, sports like exercise, those are all what makes up how many calories you're burning. Now, hear me out because this is kind of like crazy. And if you're not into health and fitness, you might find this actually shocking. Or if you are into health and fitness, you may not know this because I'm just going to get into it because I found this so fascinating. So your total energy expenditure, aka how many calories you burn throughout the day, is based off three components. The first one is your BMR, which is your basal metabolic rate. And in layman's terms, this is basically just the amount of energy at rest. So this is the amount of energy, aka calories that your body is burning just by you being you. Like you doing you, boo, you're burning energy and you're burning calories. And this is the crazy part. This is 60 to 70% of the total calories you burn, your total energy expenditure. Just by being yourself, just by literally being you, you're burning 60 to 70% of your calories. Kind of crazy to think about. Now, what's even crazier is going into the diet-induced thermogenesis. And by diet, we mean just the foods you eat, aka the energy needed to digest, absorb, and store food. So when you're eating your chicken cilantro wontons at 9.30 in the morning, the energy it takes to physically chew the food and then for your body to absorb it, it burns 10 to 15% of your total energy expenditure. And if you don't think that's crazy enough, the physical activity, which is the third part of what makes up the total energy, aka calories you burn throughout the day, is physical activity, aka the amount of energy the body needs to perform all forms of physical activity and muscular contractions. This only takes up 6 to 10% of total energy expenditure. This is kind of crazy and mind-blowing to me. Like, was it not mind-blowing to any of you guys who just found this out? I mean, I didn't just find this out, but I still think it's just so fascinating every time I look at it. Like, you being you burns more calories than like you eating food and like going through all those motions and like doing exercise. Like, I just think that's so, so crazy. And like, it's not crazy when you think about the science behind it, but like those numbers are just like, wow. So case in point, the more, I put this in quotes, fit you are, the more calories you can burn at rest. And this is why it's not necessarily like how long you spend in the gym or what workouts you do. It's just like, yeah, it's important to obviously work out and you want to build muscle over time. But this is why having muscle is superior because of situations like this where like, well, not situations, this is literally daily life, everyday life. It's so important because the more muscle you have on you, the more calories you're burning so you can eat more foods. It's like all a domino effect. It all comes full circle together. Just so crazy. So this is also why, let's say more fit people can eat more, whether it's more calories, more junk food, more volume in their food, and it doesn't really affect them the same way as others. And we all see like these fit people who post their cheat days, like The Rock, for example, he posts his Sunday cheat meal every single day, which I hate the word cheat meal, and we can talk about that later. 
but there's a reason he's not gaining so much weight or fat from these meals. It's because look, I mean, look at the guy. Do I have to say anything? He's all muscle. He's probably like what? 1% body fat. If that like the dude's a little or literal, why can I not talk? The dude is a literal rock. Like he's looks like he's super, I was going to say he looks like he's super hard, but that's not what I'm trying to say. He just looks like he was carved out of stone. (laughs) Oh my God. I hope he never listens to this. Anyway, you get what I'm saying? Like people who are that physically fit, it takes them a lot longer to gain weight and to gain fat because they have so much muscle on them already. And not only do they have so much muscle, it's also because when you have that muscle, your body's burning more calories at rest. I'll use myself for an example. And not that I'm like bragging or like to say anything, but I have a low body fat percentage. It's like 15 or 16 something. And I'm about 80% muscle. So keeping that in mind, I have so many friends and this is not to body shame or say anything about anyone, but they are not as physically fit as me. And that's just a fact. So if I were to eat something and someone else were to eat the same thing, it's going to affect everybody's body differently. And obviously that's the case with like most people, right? Like if me and Gil went to Fat Boys Burritos, which we love. And if you live on Long Island, especially on the South Shore, you need to go to Fat Boys Burritos because it is so freaking good. But if we each ate a burrito, it would affect us very differently because we just physically are different people. And also he's a guy and I'm a girl, so that's obviously going to affect things. But going back to my original point, me and a girlfriend go out to eat, right? We can eat the same exact thing and it's going to affect us differently. I have significantly more muscle than I think any of my friends do. I think maybe I have my one friend who she might be like just as much muscle as I have. Yeah, she actually might be. So for I'm going to not going to say all my friends. For most of my friends, I have significantly more muscle. And that's why a lot of the times when we go out to eat and we go out for happy hour or dinner or drinks and things like that, they'll be like, how can you eat so much and not gain weight? And I'm like, it's because I literally worked so hard for the past five years to gain all this muscle. And I'm still working hard to maintain this muscle and to keep it, to keep getting stronger because we're still bulking over here. This bulk is just never ending. And that's why the more muscle you have, the more calories you can eat because the more calories you're burning at rest. Case in point, lift these freaking weights. And that's my TED talk. Thank you so much for coming to listen. Okay. Moving on. So we're talking about NEAT, right? We're talking about the non-exercise activity thermogenesis, aka the energy we use for non-exercise specific things. These things include like walking, fidgeting, tapping, tapping. Wow. To- oh my God. Typing and toe tapping. We're going to get more into these examples a little bit later. We're going to kind of pivot now into what does NEAT mean and why is it important? So just like with everything, this is a health and fitness podcast. We live in a health and fitness world. It's important to get your physical activity in any way you can. I don't care if you're a bodybuilder who spends two hours at the gym. What are you doing the other 22 hours of your day? If you just go to the gym for an hour, maybe two hours, I mean, you shouldn't be at the gym for two hours, but if, let's say you're at the gym for an hour. That's awesome. And that's great. And honestly, like good for you. But what else are you doing? 
if you work a desk job, you can't just like go sit at the desk for eight hours and it's, I mean, you can do it, but like you shouldn't do it. I'm also not telling you to quit your job, but you need to also find ways to get more physical activity in throughout the day because the more activity you get in, the more calories your body is burning. And this is not just about like burning calories and trying to lose weight or fat or anything. This is about your overall health and longevity. Because the more physical activity you get in, it contributes to a longer lifestyle and more body weight management. So while a lot of us listen to this podcast, because I have all your stats on who you are, (laughs) a lot of us listening to this podcast are relatively younger. We're in our 20s and 30s. You want to keep this up for the rest of your life. You don't want to just hit 60 and 70 and be like, oh, well, now my back hurts all the time. Your back doesn't have to hurt. If you keep your weight management and you keep the physical activity in, they go hand in hand. You may not be hip thrusting 500 pounds when you're in your 70s. I mean, I probably won't. I might go down to like 300. (laughs) But you're still going to be active and you're still going to get all the benefits of just doing all these things. And even more so, this is important to think about your need and all of the physical activity when now let's go back to like the fitness lifestyle if you're looking to maintain your weight or you're in a cutting phase these also help burn those extra calories that you need so it's not like you have to necessarily go on a hot girl walk every day or you have to walk on the treadmill or you have to do whatever another class or something you can just get these extra movements in throughout the day so we know what need is We know why it's important and why we're doing it. Now, there are so many ways you can incorporate this into your daily life, and it's nothing that you haven't heard before. There is a reason that everyone on Instagram and TikTok, which like, is TikTok actually getting banned? Does anyone know? Because I think I'm shadow banned on TikTok, TBH, because my views have not been good lately and I don't know why because I've had some videos go viral in the millions and now I'm like what's going on TikTok (laughs) if I have to figure out this algorithm like I'm already trying to figure out Instagram's algorithm this is just too much social media for one person to handle so if anyone has or actually no if anyone knows any assistance that will be great or anyone who's younger and into social media that will be phenomenal and shoot them my way because this is kind of crazy all these changes that are going on but anyway I digress So talking about neat, ways to get extra movement in. Again, you've heard all of these before on social media. It's not a surprise. There are things that everyone has said to you. So taking the stairs, taking the stairs over taking an escalator, oh my God, an escalator. (laughs) What is wrong with me today? Taking the stairs versus taking the escalator or an elevator. You're literally getting extra steps. And I mean, you're physically walking upstairs. It's like, hello, that's an extra way to get movement in. That's an extra way to burn. Even if it's just like two or three calories, it's still that much closer to hitting your goal. And it's still just those extra calories that really make a difference in the long run. Because if you're going up and down stairs, let's say you work in the city and you take the train to Penn Station. And if you're going up and down the stairs every day, that's going to add up a lot. And also I always take the stairs in Penn Station because the escalator is just like gross, like touching it. I don't know. I just, it's like gross to me. Anyway, second thing, 
talking further. I mean, again, this is a no brainer. This is not new science information. People have talked about this for years. Park your car further. Don't park right in front of the store you're going to shop at. Park like a row or two behind and use the extra time to just like take in the scenery, enjoy the weather, catch up on the phone with a friend, or I don't know, listen to a podcast. I don't know, like how long you'll really get to do in two minutes or a minute, but that's another tip and trick, which again, nothing crazy. Now going into more like work things, again, thinking about the person who's in their nine to five at a desk job, take a walking break. Like I never had a nine to five desk job because when I was a teacher, you're like kind of standing a lot. And my job now I'm studying a lot as well. But if you're sitting at a desk for nine to five, just get up and like walk around. Even if it's like you're walking to the bathroom, like prolong your walk to go like around certain things. If you know what I'm saying, like if that makes sense to anyone, like instead of going like directly to the bathroom, go like around the cubicles or something. I'm just picturing the office, like the show and just like how their desks are all set up. But that's another way to get in extra movement too. Another thing is just standing more than you sit. So if you're sitting at a desk job for your nine to five, use the extra hours in the day to walk around, to move your body. Maybe it's not even walking necessarily. Maybe you're doing yoga. Maybe you're stretching. Maybe you're just active. Like you're doing chores. You're running around with the kids. You're running errands. Like you're part of a soccer league and you're playing soccer. Like I don't know what people do. But think about all the extra things you can do to get that movement into your body. Going into that, doing chores, I know sounds so silly, but like think about it. When you're vacuuming or swiffering or doing laundry, washing dishes, putting laundry away, it's all movement. And it's movement you may not think that you're doing. And what I, I wish I got a camera so I could like film and do like that aspect of podcasting. But when I talk, I talk a lot with my hands and it may seem like nothing, but that's extra movement you're getting in. So just, we're just going down a list of extra movement now. Doing chores, fidgeting. If you're someone who, what's the word? It's not toe tapping. It's when your leg, like you move it like up and down a lot. I used to do this a lot when I was a teacher, I guess, because I'm impatient and I was dealing with a bunch of first graders. But even as a student, I did this a lot too. That's also burning calories and you're also getting movement in because hello, your leg is literally moving. Do you know what I'm talking about? Like when your your heels are up, but your toes are down on the floor and the heel just goes like up and down really quickly. That's what I'm talking about with this movement. And then toe tapping. When I'm at the gym before movement for whatever reason and during a movement, I'm tapping my toes as if I'm a freaking tap dancer. <laughs> I don't know why. I'm not the only one who does it. I was actually training a client the other week and she was like, my toe does this weird thing. Does yours do it too? And I was like, oh my God, mine does that too. That's so weird. I think it's just like a girl thing, whatever. Toe tapping, huge part of neat. Typing, again, you're at your nine to five. You are typing. You are literally moving your fingers. You're burning those calories. And pretty much anything else you can think of that you can burn calories doing. I mean, even a good stretch in the morning is great or like some yoga at night to help you calm down for the day or some yoga in the morning to help you wake up for the day. All are great things. And 
that is why neat is neat. Um, the main bullet points to really just take away from this is that yes, intentional physical activity, like playing a sport, going to the gym, that's awesome. And that's great. But what you're doing for the other hours of the day is also just as important. Like you need to be living an active lifestyle, not just for now and not just for the short term, but for your long term and for your longevity as well. Because again, you want to be those grandparents who are deadlifting and squatting your grandkids, not the ones who are just like sitting on the couch, like Charlie from Willy Wonka's grandparents do. Whenever it's a new day and I'm recording, I always want to start off with my whole like, hey guys, welcome back. And my, you know, whole spiel. But what just happened was pretty much a huge first world problem. And I'm not afraid to admit that because I feel like my life is just a series of first world problems. And here's what happened. So I recorded the episode. The whole thing was done. Then I usually record in different segments. So the ending's always the last record, obviously, because it's the ending. And that's where I talk about my favorites and any plugs and whatnot. So long story short, my mic died and that never got recorded. So here we are re-recording the ending to this episode. Um, it was neat is neat. And luckily that one time I vented and ranted in this podcast about not remembering my favorites. So I started writing them down. That helped so much because luckily I can just look back and I see what I wrote as my favorites. So that's awesome. And here we go. Last week I didn't write favorites and the week before that I only wrote Botox. So this week we're going in with a few favorites. Now I remember I talked about those chicken cilantro wontons from Trader Joe's and I'm just like in a Trader Joe's mode now. I'm going there more often, so I'm just in a Trader Joe's phase. I love their snacks and their frozen foods. And one of my favorites that I wrote was their frozen food snacks. I think that there, a lot of the Trader Joe's foods in general, macro-wise, are really not bad. Like, obviously, I'm not talking about their mac and cheese balls, but a lot of their frozen stuff really isn't bad. Like, the frozen shrimp burgers or... A lot of their frozen burgers are really good in protein. What else? Their chicken soup dumplings. The macros aren't terrible on those. And it's like for the whole container too. What else? I got their speculose um, cookie butter ice cream. And I actually did weigh it. This is going to transition to my second favorite. But I did weigh it out once just because I was curious, like what a serving size looks like. And it's a lot for a serving. But I'm also not like a dessert girly, like I'm not a sweets gal. So I just don't prefer a lot of sweets. So it could just be me. But I did measure it out with some fruit on the side. And my second favorite that just ties in nicely is fruit with ice cream. I don't know what it is, but something about strawberries specifically and a vanilla-based ice cream is so, like, it just warms the soul, ironically, because <laughs> ice cream is cold. But what I did was my freezer was getting so backed up and, like, just there's so much stuff in it, so I wanted to take some stuff out. And I freeze a lot of the berries and fruits that I don't eat right away. So I took out a container of frozen strawberries and let them to thaw in my fridge. And then I went to go get some ice cream, like, later in the day, or maybe the next day or something like that. 
And long story short, I saw the strawberries and I was like, all right, let me just mix them. Like, I'm sure they taste great together. Like, it'll be fine. And that's what I weighed out the ice cream. And that's when I was like, wow, one serving of their ice cream really is not bad, given that it's like a lot and you don't even have to eat the whole serving. You can eat half of it or whatever you want. Anyway, long story short, frozen food snacks from Trader Joe's slap. Don't sleep on those. They are so freaking good. And I feel like they're great, especially if you're not someone who likes to cook. And I know we're like my focus with snacks, but we can talk about food in general because it's my podcast so we can do what we want. The... It's called like glow mein or chow mein, something like that. It's chick- It has chicken in it. It's like three grams of fat for the entire thing, which is so crazy to me. And it's a good sized portion. Like obviously you don't have to eat the whole bag. The whole bag is three servings, I think. But I mean, if you want, you can do you. And even there, they have a thing called mushroom and chicken or chicken and mushroom. That is so good too. And again, so low in fat and high in protein. And the one thing I will say is their orange mandarin chicken, I haven't yet had only because their fat is a lot for my personal preference. Like one serving of theirs has 16 grams of fat and only 20 grams of protein. And to me, it's just not worth having that much fat because I have a relatively low fat diet and I just prefer carbs over fats. So I eat a lot of carbs, but I'm sure it tastes good. But anyway, Frozen foods from Trader Joe's slap. Don't sleep on those. And they literally stay frozen forever. So, I mean, not forever, but (laughs) keep those in your freezer. Fruit with ice cream. And that's also a great way. Like if you're an ice cream person, that's just a great way to add in extra fruits as well. And also get those micronutrients in, get some little bit of extra fiber in and just more vitamins and minerals. And my last favorite that I wrote was SoulCycle. This was actually a week ago. I went to SoulCycle with a few friends and to say it was an experience is putting it mildly. It was just like beyond, like it was so crazy. I didn't know what to do with myself. And I remember like cycling first became a thing like years ago when like women first got into fitness and like it just started rising in popularity and everyone was cycling. And now I feel like no one is cycling anymore. So I didn't know people actually still went to SoulCycle, but apparently a few people still do. Well, not a few, a lot of people still do. So I'm with my girlfriends and it was such an experience. Like they turn the lights off and there's like, it's like you're at a rave, but you're on a bike, but you're not pedaling the whole time. Like you go like up and like in the air, which like sounds weird, but like, I feel like you just have to like do it to experience. Like it was so interesting. And I felt like I was flying through the air, like suspended in the air, just like bouncing up and down while I was cycling in the air. And I don't literally know how to describe it, but it was so interesting. And I think that with all fitness classes, it's always the instructor who also helps with the experience. Like if you have a great instructor, then you're going to have a great time. If you have a not so great instructor, you're going to have a not so great time. But this instructor brought so much energy. And I was like, all right, I fuck with this. Like, this is really cool. So I kind of, I'm not, I'm definitely not like a soul cycle girl right now, but it's like interesting. Like I would do it again. I mean, I don't think I would go by myself because I'm a little nervous for that, but I would definitely go with a friend or two or three (laughs) with people. But yeah, SoulCycle, it's interesting. It's new. I 
genuinely like trying different fitness classes. I think they're fun. I think it's just, it's a great way to meet new people too. And just to see like what the vibe is and like what everyone's working out now. Like I used to be so against group fitness classes and within the past few months, I've just like turned it around so much. Like we all know I'm obsessed with orange theory and that's just like the starter. Like what orange theory was like, you find something you like and you stick with it, but then you also like try other things. It's like when you go to a restaurant and you know what you like there, but you try other foods too. Cause you know, you like the restaurant. That's like what orange theory is to me. It's like, I know I like group fitness because of orange theory, but like, let me try other group fitness classes out. If that makes sense. In my mind, it does. I don't know if it resonates with you, but I hope something this episode resonated with you. I hope that you learn something about NEAT and you will incorporate more NEAT into your daily life and get those steps in, get that movement in, use your arms when you talk, burn those extra calories, every calorie counts. And that's it. I hope you have a great week and I'll catch you next week. Have a good one.